One Piece fans have been eating so good lately. The manga is consistently fantastic. The anime is probably the best it's ever been at this moment. And One Piece has just broken the Netflix live-action anime adaptation curse and has made a phenomenal adaptation of One Piece. I just finished the show, and I enjoyed every second of it. Now, I'm not saying that it is perfect, but... Still, I mean, it's possibly the best that we could ever get. All the cast, I felt, was fantastic. Uh, we have Anaki Godoy as Monkey D. Luffy. We have Emily Rudd, Nami. We have McKenyu as Zoro. We have uh, Jacob Romero as Usopp. And we have Taz Skyler as Sanji. All of them, I felt, really brought something new to their characters while still remaining super similar to the types of characters we know and love. Um, especially, I feel, McKenyu. McKenyu to me, really stood out as Zoro. All these fight scenes were amazing. Um, and he just, I feel from the beginning, everybody knew he was going to be a great Zoro. And after seeing this show, he proved it. Um, all his cast was fantastic, though. Um, the actor for Usopp, I feel like he's... Him and Sanji were the ones we saw the least, obviously, because they showed up later in the series. But um, Usopp, I feel we didn't get as much of as I would have liked. He looks spot on. He looks so much like Usopp, it's not even funny. And I felt like he did a very good job of bringing the personality of Usopp. In Ted Skyward, we did not see as much of Sanji as I would have liked. But I like how they adapted him from manga to live action. I feel like Sanji as a character is the type of character who, like, people love, but he also is... He can be a bit much, bit much at times, especially when it comes to his perviness, and he still loves women in this adaptation, but I feel like they dialed it down a little bit, made it a little bit more realistic, and not as much... Of, like, the harassing nature that it feels like Sanji's is. Um, Emily Rudd, I felt, was a great Nami. She did a fantastic job. Um, she plays a really big part in this series, obviously. And really, really, really brought it as Nami. Anaki Godoy, I was... I wouldn't say I thought he was going to be bad, but I was a little bit skeptical at first. Because Luffy is a very hard character now when it comes to live action. Luffy is very energetic and very, um, he's always moving around. He has very high energy. He, um, is very emotionally intelligent. He is the type of character where you feel like they might be a little bit too much when it comes to live action. And I will say I was a little bit worried at the beginning because Naki Godoy, I felt, wasn't totally bringing it. In the first couple episodes. But later on you can really see him. Kind of embrace the character. And truly become who Luffy is. And now I feel if they do make a season 2. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, Anaki Godoy as Luffy. In those last couple episodes. Was fantastic. I really saw Luffy in that character. Um, this show does make a lot of changes. But I do feel like a lot of them were honestly needed if you're going to adapt 
um, manga to live action because not everything makes sense to be carried over. Not everything completely translates well. And I feel like that also might be a problem with certain live action adaptations where they embrace too much or they embrace too little. And this movie, or not movie, this TV show found a nice middle ground. Um, they made certain characters who I really enjoy and want to see more of more prevalent. We get a lot more Buggy in this. And Buggy, I feel, also major standout. Um, we have Jeff Ward playing Buggy. He was phenomenal. He brought a lot to this character. And I was very glad that they made him more of a presence going on throughout the series. He makes a couple more appearances than he usually does in the East Blue Saga. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, this guy... Um, made me very excited about Buggy. Um, I know some people were skeptical. I was not. I was very excited for this guy. I felt he looked a lot like Buggy. I feel like he's really showed his acting chops, especially when it came to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm very, very excited to see more of what he does with the character if they choose to continue with this show, which I hope they do because, I mean, I don't think Netflix was expecting this kind of reaction to their live-action anime adaptation like they usually get. Um, overall, I mean, let me find out who the casting director was really quick because, holy hell, they blew it out of the park. Um, the casting directors we have is Libby Goldstein and Junie Lowry Johnson. They killed it. I am, like, 99% positive that every single actor in the show, besides maybe, like, a select few looked so much like the characters they were trying to portray it's not even funny it was like they had just pulled them right off the page um buggy looked a lot like buggy all the straw hats looked a ton like the straw hats we have craig fairbrass who played zeph oh my god he looks so much like zeph he acted perfectly like what you would expect Zeph in the real world to act like too. Like it it honestly was insane. There were certain characters who don't even really appear for all that long and you still are like, oh my god, they put so much effort into making this person look like the character in the manga. Like it's insane. Like Genzo, for example, he is not a huge character. He plays a big role in Nami's backstory. But in the live action, his role is shortened a little bit. And even then, it, he looked so much like that character. I know people are complaining a little bit about changing races and stuff like that. But also, like, the characters they changed the races for, it still felt to me like they picked the right actor for the role. And they were also roles where the race doesn't matter for those certain characters. Like, obviously it would be a little bit weird if they changed the race for somebody like Yasup. Or for the Straw Hats, because Oda had already confirmed where the Straw Hats would be from. But there are certain characters, like Lucky Roo, for example, I felt... He looked like Lucky Roo to me. I feel like making Lucky Roo a black man... Made no difference to the character. And Nojiko, for example, too. I felt like 
I've heard people complain about Nojiko being black. And I'm like, seriously? It still felt like the character. It felt like they picked the best actress for the role. And Nojiko, by herself, has nothing to do with race. There's nothing involving race related to her character. And if people want to say, oh, her and Nami are sisters, they're sisters by title, not sisters by blood. So that's just bullshit. That's just people making, like, not everything's going to be one-to-one. Not everything is going to look exactly the way you expect it to be. And the whole, oh, it looks like this character has full-body armament hockey joke is so, so racist and so stupid and so overused. It's, It's not even funny. It's just... Anime fans have to do better. That stuff is so fucking stupid. But um, back to the story. They did make a lot of changes. Um, Garp is a lot more involved. And I have heard people complain about it. And I do think they switch back and forth too much. But at the same time, I do like that we were getting a little bit more of the Marine side of things. And I did like that we were seeing a bit more of Kobe because... I mean, I don't know. I feel like with something like this show, you never know how far they're going to take it. And Netflix has a reputation of canceling things that people like. So I feel like I'm not going to complain when we get more backstory and more character development. Um, And I really like the actor who played Garp. I feel like he might have been a little bit too serious. But at the same time, though, I could see a tiny bit of his playful nature slipping out. And I feel like now where the show left off with Garp... I feel like we're going to see a bit more of a manga and anime accurate garb from now on. I feel like the actor who played Kobe, who, um, Morgan Davies, I feel like he did a good job as Kobe. Um, he made him seem wimpy and cowardly, which I feel is perfect for Kobe. I'm wondering if they're going to change up his look a little bit if they do a season two and how they're going to make the Marines come to play. I feel like the part with Garp might be shortened down a little bit in season two because I feel like they kind of completed that storyline a bit with season one. And I'm also curious how they're going to advance with Elvita because Elvita shows back up at the end. And as we know, Elvita currently works with Buggy. But um, I'm curious if they're going to do the whole um, Devil Fruit situation and make the actors swim. Or what? Or I'm even curious if they're going to go to Lobetown at all. Because this show kind of ends in a weird way where they have certain events happen that happened after Logetown, But Logetown doesn't actually happen in the show. I know Smoker was teased at the end. So it kind of makes me wonder how they're going to change up the events in this show a little bit. I mean, I would be pleased no matter what with what happens. But it is something to think about with season two. I will say, I really, really am excited to see when they start casting Nico Robin. Nico Robin, no joke, is literally my favorite character in One Piece. Um, Some people might say, oh, it's because she's hotter, whatever. But no, I feel like her as a character is so fascinating. I like how different she is from a lot of the Straw Hats. And I like... How important to the plot she is and how she's constantly being brought back up. And um, her devil food power is just phenomenal too. Especially what happens in Wano. 
Um, I just love that character so much, and I'm so excited to see how they adapt um, Alabasta. And also, I'm curious to see how they do Bon Clay, because I feel like he is a very, very fun character. Um, but yeah, I mean, I loved this adaptation. I was very, very surprised. Um, they do... Let's talk about some of my favorite parts. Um, I believe it's episode six where we get Sanji's flashback where he gets stranded on that island with um, Zeph. I really, really liked that they decided to adapt the manga for this one, made it a little bit more violent, made it where Zeph ate his leg instead of the leg being ripped off by the anchor like it was in the anime. Um, I felt like Kid Sanji did a phenomenal job. As I've said in many episodes, kid actors sometimes are hit or miss, but all the kid actors in this show, I felt really nailed it and really kind of felt natural. Um, Yeah, those backstories were great, and they did a really good job at nailing the emotion. Episode 6 really good episode five too is a highlight um episode five is where we're introduced to mihawk and mihawk too amazing um stephen john ward i've been following on twitter and he really really has embraced this character originally his profile picture too was a picture of mihawk painting his sword black and manga and anime fans already kind of know the in-joke with Frodhawk and all that stuff. So it's kind of funny that he was taking fan jokes and truly embracing that character. Mihawk is really fun in this. I really, really liked his character. And I love the way that he was introduced where he they showed, finally, him fighting with Don Krieg and him destroying the army and destroying his ship. We don't get Don Krieg showing up at the Baratier like... We get in the anime and the manga. But this was a very nice change. I feel like Don Krieg is such like a small-scale villain in terms of One Piece villains that we didn't necessarily need him to show up. And it was a lot better, in my opinion, just showing his initial fight with Mihawk. Um, and then Mihawk showing up and fighting Zoro. I feel like a lot of people were very excited for that one. And I did really enjoy that. I felt like it was... It was very, very well done. Um, McKenyu really goes all out with the sword play when it comes to Zoro fights. And I don't think anybody was expecting the action in this show to be as good as it was. You can just tell from season one. Or not season one, from episode one. Just how good the action in this was going to be. Um, Everybody brings their A-game. There's a lot of one-take fight scenes. Or... I wouldn't necessarily say the entire scene, but there's a lot of scenes where the shot just doesn't break and it's just continuous action. And I really enjoyed that and it really showed a lot of commitment to these fights and commitment to the roles. And yeah, it just really took things to a different level. I did really, really enjoy that. Um, I Honestly, this is a rare case where I don't think there's a bad episode. Um... Episode 2 is almost entirely buggy, and I loved it. This buggy feels so similar, and yet different in a weird way. This buggy 
is very dark and very cruel and very twisted, but he also does make jokes, and throughout the series, his character gets a little bit more light and a little bit more, like, post-impel down Buggy. I feel like a lot of people were expecting Buggy to just be like that from the start, but that's not how he was when he was first introduced. So, um, like I said earlier, can't give enough praise to Jeff Ward because, I mean, he is Buggy, like... It was insane. Um, let's talk about Arlong real quick. I feel like there was a lot of discord about Arlong. Um, I will say I didn't like how early Arlong showed up in the story. It felt a little bit weird and a little bit unnatural for him to show up at the Baratier. I feel like they could have done that a little bit better. Um, the actor who plays Arlong, though, we have McKinley Belcher Third. I felt like he did a very good job. I know people complain a bit about the look of Arlong. But with all the Fishmen being practical effects, I feel like if they went too far out, it made him look too much like he does in the original manga. It would have been a little bit too distracting. These Fishmen already can be a little bit distracting. Um, especially there's one with huge lips. Um, I did really appreciate practical effects. I feel like if you have the option to go with practical effects, go with practical effects. Because this really did show, um, I know each episode had a budget of about $17 million. That is very expensive for Netflix. In fact, it is more expensive even than Game of Thrones. So you can tell the Netflix was alright. Okay, we have a winner here. We have a fan base that is clearly very passionate. Um, and the creators of the show, they went all out. Uh, like I said, practical effects for Fishman. We have practical effects... For the transponder snails, we have all the ships, which were lovingly recreated and actually built. We have slight references to certain things that happen later down the line. We have Zoro's fight with Mr. Seven that had only been teased about, but now we finally see it. We have a mention of Jimbei from Arlong. We have certain characters. I think some people think that... This show might confirm the theory that Crocodile is trans because there's a certain woman who is shown at the beginning of Goldie Rogers' execution. So I'm very curious if that goes anywhere or if that's just a theory. I feel like it's a very fun theory and one I would support it if it is made canon. Um, this show, you can clearly tell from the creators to the set designers to... Everybody involved in production, from the actors, they truly care about this. And I feel like that is a big part of why it has become such a success. Everybody here clearly is a fan. Everybody here clearly cared about what they were making and wanted to make things right. And also with the fact of Oda being so heavily involved in this and everything going through Oda before it was approved... I feel like that really helped, too. I feel like a lot of these shows sometimes forget that the original creator probably knows what they're talking about when it comes to their project. Because this is Oda's baby. You gotta respect it. You got to truly appreciate what he's done. I mean, it may sound like weeb shit for me to say, but One Piece truly is a phenomenal work of fiction. Um... It's very popular to say peak fiction. It is. One Piece is phenomenal. I don't think there's anything out there that's quite like it. 
And it is so surprising that one piece of all things ended up being the successful Netflix adaptation. Because one piece is so separated from reality. I mean, you have the gum fruits, or not the gum fruits, the devil fruits themselves, which Luffy's power by itself must have been very hard to work with. I feel like it looks a lot better in the show than it did in the trailers. Um, you also have just Oda's unique way of designing characters, which I feel usually would not translate very well to live action. They did a very good job with that here. You have just how cartoonish and different One Piece is from real life. They found a good way of balancing that here. There's certain weird things that happen with certain characters. Like, for example, they show the mini version of Buggy, which I don't think people thought was going to happen. Um, there's certain characters in the Marines who dress a little bit different. Like, we have Garp wearing his dog hat for a little while that I personally thought wouldn't look that good in live action. But they found a way to still make it blend in with his outfit. You have... The Marines who were at Arlong Park, the one who looks like the rat. Um, he still has his little ears on his head and he still has his whiskers. You have, um, I mean, you have just so many things going on with this show. I mean, I was curious how they were going to do Curl. They ended up making Curl look intimidating. Curl's the type of character who's very easy to make fun of, but... In this show, even his powers looked a little bit cool. I mean, they looked a little bit strange at first, but after a while, he became very intimidating. I feel like this is also a rare case where I feel like they only improved Syrup Village. Um, this show, despite a lot of its changes, I feel made the right call. They really did, because I feel like it wouldn't have been as interesting... Or it's fun or it's flowed as smoothly if they didn't make these changes to make it a more entertaining show. And I already wish the second season and the third season and so on came out. Um, because I want more so bad. I'm craving more of this show. And I'm very, very excited to see a season two. I feel like it's got to be happening at some point. Once these strikes are over, I feel like they're going to be announcing a season two. This show... Is so popular. I've never seen a show reviewed this highly when it's a anime adaptation. Um, it just doesn't happen, and One Piece is the one to do that. There's certain shows, like, for example, you have Death Note, which you would think would be easy to adapt because it's more grounded in reality, but they still found a way to mess it up. I feel like... There had to have been some creative struggles or creative differences done with that one. Uh, because this show truly shows that if you have love for the property and you have people who truly care about it and people who are willing to go the extra mile with the property, you can make a good show. And, um, I mean, this, this is the way to do it. I mean... You keep the stuff the fans love while also changing just enough to make it its own thing. Like, I am well-versed in One Piece. I have binged it. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And this was a completely new experience for me. 
I feel like I wasn't just sitting there watching the episode knowing everything that was going to happen. Because while, yes, I do know the basic plot and the beats of the show, they did things very different with this live action. made it a completely different experience for me. And I feel like they also have made an easy way for new fans to get into One Piece. Like, I feel like I could introduce this show to my parents and it wouldn't be seen as something as weird as introducing them to an anime would be. I feel like anime is slowly becoming more accepted, but it isn't necessarily at that point yet where just everybody in general watches it. I feel like it still is seen as childish or is seen as a bit weird to appreciate a show that comes from a different culture. Um, but, yeah, this show is just so good, so surprisingly good. I really appreciated. Just the love and respect to One Piece that you can clearly tell that everybody involved had. Um, it it's so it's so amazing and so rare for something like this to happen. It really, really is, and you see Oda all over this. Um, I've heard interviews where they were like Oda approved every little last detail, and. This is the way to do it. I mean, I'm hoping Netflix even gives them a bigger budget for next season because I would just love to see how they go about everything. Um, Yeah, I mean, Matt Owens, too, just so much respect for him. You can tell just how big of a fan was when he was helping co-create this show because it's a big success. And also... The way that they did the wanted posters for the introduction of all the characters was so cool. And I love the fourth wall break and how they had different reactions to the wanted posters flying in front of them. It was so unique and such a great creative way to distinguish all the different characters while also introducing their cool bounty posters or bounty posters and the threat they were in terms of the price of the bounty posters. It was just so cool. And also the way they had a unique title screen um, relating to the character that would be most prevalent in that episode was such a nice touch. I really loved it. And like I said before, it did show that these people care and they weren't willing to take the easy way out. They were willing to make art and make their own interpretation of this show uh, while staying true at the heart to One Piece. Um, all the actors killed it. The directors killed it. The art design was phenomenal. Um, I know people were talking originally a lot of shit about Shanks. I did really end up finding myself liking Shanks. I feel like when he's wearing the straw hat, it looks a little bit off. But once the straw hat's off, it looks, it looks alright to me. Um, they had a part in season two where we finally see... The red-haired shanks, or the red-haired pirates in action a little bit more. And oh my god, Yasip. Like, holy shit, his trick shot that he does with his gun is amazing. And people talk shit about Ben Beckman, too. I do think he looks a little bit off. But at the same time, it is a very realistic pirate. And the wet red-haired pirates aren't, aren't a big part in season one, so... It's no big deal. It kind of makes me upset that people are so quick 
to trash the appearance of that actor. Um, overall, I feel like everybody did a phenomenal job. And I really did appreciate the action sequences as well as the phenomenal acting. Because with it being in adaptation of an anime and of a manga, it's very easy for something like this to delve into cringe territory. And it never really reaches that. It, it feels very accessible. It's very fun. Um, I would highly, highly recommend it. So if I'm going to give this a rating, it might be a little bit high. I might have to rethink about it later. But I think for right now, while I'm riding this high, I think I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It's easily the best live-action anime adaptation going to see. It's so much fun. I love this crew. I love everything they've done with One Piece. It is a great time to be a One Piece fan. So, um, yeah, One Piece live action gets a 9 out of 10. It's a very fun time. Alright, so um, a new episode of One Piece just came out while I was recording this. So I'm going to end this. Go watch that. Um then also, Ren Fair tomorrow is Viking and Pirate Day. So, I mean, perfect, perfect time. It fits the tone of One Piece, I guess. And also, I would like to thank everybody so much who watched my very special episode that I did with Sam. Um, where we watched the Okja and talked about veganism and animal rights and all that stuff. I really saw the love with that episode. It was... It was so great. I really, really appreciate all of you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I... It just really touched me... Um, seeing everybody who saw it. And everybody who listened. I know it was a very long episode, but... I am very, very proud of it. And... Thank you again. All right. I'll see everybody later. Bye.